TGIM, not TGIW, TGIF, holy effing Friday. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. It's good to be, right? It's just good. Sometimes it might be bad to be in some situations, but most of the time it is good to be, and I'm thankful to be here. How you been? Everything good? If not, text me, 949-302-3464. Let me know how I can help you make it better. And that's pretty much what this podcast is about. If you're new, we're here to help. This is basically the, the PDR helpline. Um, we talk about how to become better PDR operators, how to be better techs, how to be better businessmen, mostly marketing, um, but we'll go technical every now and then. Why not? It's part of the process, but, but I don't, I'm, I don't do the, the tool thing and all that. You know, I know everybody loves to, to, we love to talk tools. We love to, you know, talk about the latest, greatest shiny object thing, but I'm just, I don't know. I think at some point you get pretty good. You find what you like. Yeah, you could. I'm always open to new ideas and, and making what I do better, but it, those discoveries are far and few between. And I just think the biggest, the biggest lever, the biggest movement in a business is going to be marketing. So that's why I like to, like to talk about that. Because that, that, that to me is going to help you guys. Because I've seen what it's done for me. It may not. Maybe, maybe you, you're operating at 99% efficiencies and everything's swimmingly, you know, and it's just whatevs. But for me, no, I'm not. And I'm all, I always need to get better. And the discoveries that I've learned over the past decades, I'm sharing them with you in hopes that maybe it'll save you guys from taking a, a dark dirt road with a cliff. So um, let's dive right. Let's go right into it. So demand-based pricing. What what we're basically been doing the past few weeks, and we don't tell the customers this. This is kind of a little hush hush. Don't tell nobody. Um, it we basically change our pricing. How, based on demand. So if, if I look at the calendar and I'm booked out for the next two weeks pretty much solid, guess what's going to happen to the pricing? Yeah, it, it's it's not fair. Some people are going to come in that that you know normally would be X and it's going to be Y now, you know, or vice versa. If I've got some gaps and I need to fill them, there it is. And I think I already told you guys on our on our estimate forms, which we give somebody an actual piece of paper. We also use Moltec RX and and Square for payment processing and all that, but. And tips have been great, by the way, too. Sidebar Square, love you. I think we were four or five hundred dollars in tips last week, which was phenomenal. Love it. Very thankful for the clients to do that. They don't have to. Um, they kind of do. We, I put a gun to their head, said, "You're going to tip us, right?" And they, they usually when they do that, they do. Um, no, no guns. Fake guns, wood. Uh, but yeah. So when the calendar is busy, what we do is it's my job as the owner operator to make sure everybody's fed and everybody's got enough work that we schedule more people in. So the price might trend down a little bit, but once we're pretty, 
our table's pr you know pretty full and, and our cup of cup runneth over, if you will, then then yeah, the prices are going to go up. And it, it actually works. It really does because what'll what'll happen is, and you really, truth be told, you should your prices should just maintain that higher level, is is what it really should be, um, especially if I was you know working on my own. Um, or we had, you know, maybe 20 people coming in a day, then I should just, I would just maintain, you know, I mean, some, some days it's six, you know, maybe five or six people only come in and maybe we only close one that day, you know, then, okay, you know, we're not, we're not, our cups not runneth over, you know, so then I'm thinking, okay, maybe I need to work a little bit on getting some of these jobs in. So what does, what does this basically mean? I mean, I just had, I'll give you, I'll tell you exactly what it means. I had a guy hit me up. And from a PDR and work standpoint, right now, we're really busy. We're, I mean, ridiculously busy. We're booked out solid two weeks plus. And this guy hits me up for an estimate. I generally don't email or text back people estimates. I tell them to come in. Because I need the, the option to, to show them the artistry, show them the craftsmanship, and do a line-by-line -line breakdown of what we're going to do. So it demonstrates the value and the cost. You know, it's not bubble wrap, right? So, you know, it's craftsmanship. we got to sculpt these bitches. Um, and the same goes for paint. People sometimes will just keep racing to the bottom with no, no idea. They always think that buy shops are all the same, which it couldn't be more different. Or maybe the customer doesn't care about quality and I don't want that customer. You know, hey, I'm all about price. I don't care about, well, guess what? Then I can't help you. I don't have a, a second or third tier shit paint that I break out for people, you know, Krylon that are looking for, you know, a spray paint you know, paint job. It's not what we do. And the same goes for PDR. Well, there's another guy that's did it for a hundred. I wanted to see if maybe you guys would be, could beat that. Absolutely not. My dent started at 225. You know, oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pick yourself off the ground there, buddy. And I appreciate you darkening our door and have a great day. So, so this guy hits us up. I think maybe it was off Yelp or something. Send an email in. I don't, I don't allow, we, the system, they want you to do text message estimates. Just like plumbers and everybody else, you know, handyman. Hey, how much to put up this awning? And then they find that the cheapest guy and 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 Joe Bob gets it. Well, I'm, that, I'm not doing that for dents. You need to bring the car in. But this guy, we're busy. Sends me a photo of a fender sideswipe, crushed body line. The fender edge is pushed in, and it's got a nice crown. It's white, and he's got his ruler up there. And of course, the ruler's nowhere near the dimensions of the dent, right? He doesn't see how the dent actually extends. It's actually 12 inches and not three. And it's five inches wide instead of one. And the, the lip of the fender is dented in. And it's got a huge crown. I, I line itemed everything. I, I sent him an email and I line itemed it. But we're not line itemed it. But we're not gonna we're not gonna get that job. I mean we might, but I highly doubt that he's gonna come to us for $1,100 to fix his, his fender. Because somebody out there is probably gonna quote him three. Now are they gonna do the whole thing? Probably not. You know, is it going to be high quality? No, not at all. Probably not. And if it is, the guys, the, the PDR tech's a, a, a fool because, like I said, he could be making a lot more money, and he should be. But that's enough. we've had that kind of conversation forever. So we're doing this demand-based pricing, and we go from closing, let's say, I got my notes here, from about 50 to 60% on, on a good day to down to 20 or 30. And it's just because, like I said, I mean, some people had no idea that, that a, a sideswipe dent like that is worth 1100 bucks on a Beamer. Go see what it costs to replace that fender and paint the hood and the door. You know, then we'll have a conversation. I'm, I'm probably less than half. And, I, and we normally are. We're normally less than half, not always, than the body shops. I'm more than PDR techs in the area. So I don't always get 
all the, especially the smaller the damage, the less I get because there's somebody out there that's always willing to fit that that part of the market and be the cheap guy. Not me, not me. It's just not. It's not for so many reasons which we've talked about. It's not what, where I want to be, you know. And I just, and I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather miss out on those jobs and do more of the bigger paint and body or bumper or bigger dents, you know, with my time, you know. And plus, that person that's doing the dent for seventy-five bucks is all of a sudden going to be hyper picky too. And you know what, people don't understand that. You know, I don't need it perfect. Well, yeah, you probably kind of do. Because when you see what somebody's really gonna do for 75 bucks, you're gonna think that that's nowhere near perfect and you're gonna be right, but you didn't order that hamburger on, on the menu. You know, you ordered a tofu burger, burger, and instead, you know, you wanted all meat. And you didn't get it. And you kind of should have read the, the fine writing. You should have done your research to realize that all PDR is not burgers. Some PDR is tofu. You know, that's what it boils down to. I might use that in my, my advertisement. You know, PDR, we're burgers here. Let's see how many people understand what I'm talking about. They won't. Um, all right, so on to the next. Unfixable dent stories. What you all want? You want to hear crash and burns, flame outs, right? Freaking the bus ran over my foot at the bus stop. Yep. All right, so let's get, and there's, guys, there's a lot. There's too many to mention. It, it's physics. It's going to happen. Some dents are just physically not repairable. Some are, and I've made mistakes as a human being. But uh, yeah, here it is. Without further ado, the most recent RAV4 deep crease. Groove paint right in a lift gate right above. This one has a molding in the bottom four inches, so right above that. Pop the molding off to get the dent straight with the panel and the molding. That was easy. And then stitching out that, uh, that groove. So I put, it had a little a little transfer on it. So we polished out the transfer and then I'm like, man, this thing is, is, is grooved into the paint and it's really sharp. And of course it's silver, right? Couldn't have been, you know, red or black or non-metallic white or non-pearl. Nope. So I go, this thing at it, it best is going to flop like a mofo, but let's, let's try it. So we, so we get some heat on it and then we also use the lateral pull uh, method to try to pull out the sides to allow the thing to lift. It's so sharp though, guys. And I probably had 10, 10 to 50, no, I'd probably say 20 pounds of force pulling on that thing. And it's still, and I got probably two thirds of it out with the heat and everything. And by the time I got to the deepest part, kind of trying to roll it out like a swimming pool, like, like a you know, kneading dough, then it started to split right along that. Because I'm using, I'm using soft tool to get a lot of it up. And then you get the deep groove. The only thing will push that deep groove because you can only hammer it so many times to, to lay it out, lay the walls down, is I'm using a finishing blade. Very, very light pushes. And now, nah, paint started splitting, right? The last half inch, I'm like, fuck. And I didn't guarantee him. I said, hey, look, this may not turn out. And this guy's been to me probably a half a dozen times, maybe more, but he's always bringing me small, easy shit. I mean, I, I you know, everything's turned out like, like glass. So he's like, and the guy is, I mean, I almost ended up training him. He's retired, but he's like, I love the artistry of this so much. I think I'm going to learn it. And the guy can see everything. So I'm like, you know what? As soon as I polished it and saw the groove in the paint, I go, there's no way this is going to pass the mustard. Just even if I do get the Dan out flawless, he's not going to like that groove in the paint. You know, I could, I could either, I don't know, wet sand it and try to get it to come down, but it's, it's not going to work because it's silver. It's going to flop, blah, 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 blah. So that's, that's one of the most recent ones that didn't come out. And I talked him into painting it, so we're going to paint his lift gate, which it sucks, but it is what it is. Number two, David G. from Lexus. This is the guy where the wife left me a negative review 
because after them bringing the car back like four times for just stupid, ridiculous stuff, I finally said, you know what? The dealer's probably your best bet. They originally came in and and they somebody backed into their door, watermelon-sized dent, says, you know, I'm not gonna use insurance on this. Let's just, can you fix it? I said, yeah. I go, I might have to replace that door, but I'll, you know, it looks like the intrusion beam's not bent. It's, it's not gonna be a safety issue. Let me take a whack at it. I think I had them for just under two grand, which was a deal. Um, and then mid repair, like the next day or next two days, um, and I'm close. The dent, the the door is it's gonna have a wave in it, but I'm like, you know, this is probably gonna pass. Probably, you never know. For my guy with the Rav4, Steve, no, not a chance. You got to know your client, right? And I'm, I'm like I said, a wave. That's it, because it has so much stretch. And he's like, you know, we're just gonna use insurance. Okay. So insurance has replaced the door. And I thought, you know what? That wave and this and that and the other. So I stopped working on it for the last, I only had 10% left. Bought a new door, put it on, and it just ended up being a shit show. Um, it was a shit show because the car was hit and the, the guy wanted the door to shut when he flicked his fingers and just shut perfectly. He didn't want to use his hand, he wanted to use a finger. Otherwise, it was like almost like you know driving with a wine glass and he doesn't want to see the wine slosh. I'm like, you know, I can get everything straight and everything, but I don't know if you're going to be able to close the door with your finger. You know, well, I can do it on the passenger side. And I said, yeah, but this car is a 2012 and it's got, you know, over 100,000 miles and all the parts are worn out and the car's flexed and everything. It's not a new car, you know, that, but they didn't want to hear it. And then we ended up painting, the lady thought she could see flopping it and everything. So we painted basically all the way to the end of the hood in the trunk just for replacing a door, which is ridiculous. And then the last time uh, was, what was she saying? There was some dust on her, on her, on her steering wheel or something. And she's like, you know, how come you don't detail this car when we bring it back to you every time? I said, you know, it's, we wash them, but we don't detail it. And I got a microfiber in there and took the dust off. It was just dust that had settled in, inside the car. We bagged the car, so inside and out. And I put steering wheel covers on them and I bagged the seats. I bagged the floor. You know, we go through the car before a customer picks it up. This was just latent dust that had settled and she... It, some people are destined not to be happy and it's usually beyond the car so it, it usually crosses into their personal life and that's what was going on with this car 100% because the husband was happy all the time and the wife is like I'm not it's like all right well I guess I gotta satisfy both of you and you know which I'm fine with but at some point I like people who are picky picky's good but sometimes picky just gets into other dimensions you know and that car is actually coming back which is funny they uh they, she says the window, they didn't lower it and raise it because of the cold weather out here. But now that it's been warming up, and she doesn't think the window is going up at the appropriate speed. So this is the kind of people I'm dealing with, which, like I said, if it was a new car, that's a valid, that's a valid comment. This car's got over 100,000 miles and it's 10 years old. What's the chance? Chance. The regulator's a little worn on the driver's window and the motor. Strong. So when they cut, I said, you know what, even though in my mind, I'm thinking, even though you left a negative review and you've already hit up insurance and insurance says, we can't help you and we're not going to pay for you to go to the dealer, take it to the repair shop. They're going to bring it to us and I'm going to tell them what the problem is, but I'll still say, you know what, I'll open it up and see if I can't make it better. I'm going to try to align the, the, uh, the window frame just to see if there's any, any catcher going on, maybe lube the, the channel of it with some lithium or something. But once that's done, if it needs parts, it's on them. Because 
like I said. But this is, I, I consider this not coming out because of the circumstances, but that, that door, I mean, I was, I, the funny thing is that the, the insurance guy, um, I sent him a picture of the door. He's like, what's the, the old door that I fixed? And he said, why, why isn't that door on the car? Why did you replace it? Because he couldn't see from the photos and the video I sent him any flaws left in the door. You really, you would have had to set the tail light and look down the side of the car to see the wave I was talking about. Just from a little bit of, you know, watermelon dent, you know. Probably an inch, inch and a half deep. But I said, because I wanted a flawless repair for your client. You know, and you, we all know how that went. So, it was flawless, but this lady just seems to be able to find flaws and whatever. She's just like, and they drive, the crazy thing is, they're 45 minutes from us. So it's not like they're 10 minutes away. Anyway, next one. F-150 trimmer. Did this car last week. I mean... The repair came out great, but deep near the door edge, like within an inch, black, and a tiny, tiny little split, like a sixteenth. Um, and I like when when black splits, not white or silver. But dent came out flawless, but I showed him, you know. So I consider this not coming out, and I could have, I couldn't use an inductor because it's aluminum, but I could have used more of a torch and, or a heat gun, but sometimes. When you have deep dents, you don't want to use too much heat. It actually will allow the metal to oil canner stretch more. And it's hard. You want it to actually stiffer sometimes. So that's why I didn't use it. And so I, I could I use a little more heat? Yeah. But that's, it's just, it's just physics, guys. Sometimes this shit happens. He was happy. He's like, yeah, I see that tiny little speck you're talking about. I'll show my wife, but I'm sure she'll be fine. And we never heard back from him. But that's just, that's me considering it something not coming out. It's not flawless. Next one. We had a Honda Pilot come in, white, side swipe, um, the rear door, nasty. And I'm like, you know what, I can PDR that out, and I started to, and then I realized this thing, like the Lexus door, is going to have some waves in it. And if somebody's just like, you know, I don't need it flawless, but this is with a, was a friend of the family. And the last thing, I don't know about you guys, if you ever do friends of the family, you don't want to damage your personal rep whatsoever. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to let them see this door anything but flawless. And after I started pushing it and it was high strength steel, I'm like, this thing's going to come out, but it's going to take me two days. And for the price of a new door, painted and everything, 800 bucks, my cost, we, let's replace that door. Not worth my time. So um, so I know you're probably saying, well, how do these, these mess ups? It's just sometimes they're choices, you know, that we're not finishing. Um, here's another one. F-150. Students are here, customers, it's a waiter. Um, I said, it's gonna be you know, about 45 minutes to an hour. He's like, oh, I'll wait. So I bring the students around, I go, this is gonna be a good glue pull. I had three students that week and got the glue tab all set up on the top of the fender, golf ball size dent, bam, pull it, golf ball size dent, paint chip comes off the top of the fender. I'm like, oh, holy fudge. So I'm thinking, all right, this guy's gonna be waiting a little bit longer than he expects because we gotta paint this fender now. And the mistake was I was I was distracted with the students and the paint I did look at the paint but I didn't really really look at the paint you know what I'm saying the orange peel the color it blended perfect but somebody had spotted in that fender and then we really really looked I saw a tiny bit couple bits of trash you know a little bit of dust dust nibs it was a good repair not really good because I mean it wouldn't didn't really bond but you know most of the time resprays don't anyway they don't always oven bake them right at 600 degrees on a fully assembled vehicle with glass and interior and rubber and fabric that would melt in a minute with the 600. So that one sucked. Having to walk up front and say, hey, I got good news and I got bad news. 
Well, that's never a good thing. I know. So, last one. Mazda CX-5, fist size dent, not too deep, maybe quarter inch, you know, somewhat deep near the middle top part of the door. Um, Mazda's got really weird metal. I don't know if they're, I think it's like high strength steel in their SUVs. And the minute I put a blade tool on just to kind of start working the, kind of the edge a little bit where it was kind of just starting to kind of walk it in, it, it, it oil canned and went out. I mean, I'm talking two pushes. I'm like, holy shit, what's the problem here? Oil canned. And I knew immediately at that point, you know. So what we did, took the door, I pushed it up a little bit more to get the meat of it out, and it was all kind of slightly high at that point. I had my little uh, rubber vacuum line cap on it, you know, so you don't get the freaking prickly points. Just looked really nice and smooth, but high, like a dome, right? Took off the panel, ground it, uh, ground my little, my little spotty, my little spot tool for shrinking metal and shrunk it and got most of it out. Sometimes when you use the shrinker, you'll still have a little wave. And this thing had a little wave. She was, lady was good with it. Her husband's in the military. I gave him a great discount because I, I said, I appreciate what you and your family are doing for our country, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that dent ended up being with normally like a $500 dent. I think we did it for like 250. You know, a lot of work, like two, three hours for a fist size dent that should have been under an hour, you know. But, but to me, that's like a fail because um, the oil can with two pushes. I mean, I should have probably seen it, should have known it, and I did it. And so, you know, so that that's that's pretty much my story. We There's probably been more over the years, but but these are recent. That's why I'm, I'm quoting all these guys. So what does it mean? As a PDR tech, you're going to have jobs that don't come out the way you expect. You know, it, it may take longer. The strategy may change. Your, your journey might change, like with this oil can. I mean, you just never know. So you always have to have an open mind. You just don't know, even with, with decades of experience, you know, they're still going to be, they're like, I always say, dents are like snowflakes. No two are alike. And they're going to perform and behave different. So, so there it is. All right, guys, 22 minutes in. I'm going to drop the mic. I appreciate you guys. What up? It's weekend time, guys. Miller, Miller time or Kool-Aid time, whatever your choice of poison is, man. Working for the weekend. Have a great, great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Hope you... Hook up with some friends and family or whatever your your poison is, whatever you like to do. Maybe a little cue, a little barbecue. Um, and we'll catch you on, on uh, probably, I say probably, next week we're going to go, I'll, I'll post it up on the Facebook uh, group, but we're probably going to go down to just one episode a week now. Um, they'll be longer again, but, but uh, just one. Uh, because it's just been, like I said, doing podcasts and organizing and research and da-da-da-da-do. It is a lot of work. And we're over 900 episodes. So, like I said, there's a good catalog of, of content. Uh, we'll continue to add to the pile, but a little more of a slowed down pace for this old man. So, anyway, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Have yourself a great weekend, and we'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.